Morning. Great. Are you happy? I've been poorly for three and a half months. Three and a half months, I've had uh, viral man flu. And although technically and officially the viral man flu has disappeared, I am now in a post-viral man flu scenario. Could be years before I'm fully recovered. I don't know if you ever fully recover from, from viral man flu. I saw a ridiculous statement on Facebook from a woman the other day. She said, I think I've caught man flu. <laughs> Pointed out to her, you woman, you can't catch man flu, love. I mean, anyway, there you go. I think we've uh, sorted that out. You all right? Good. Uh, I, I'm really excited about uh, this morning because I've, I've had a bit of a, a, a word, an actual word, uh, in my brain for about 18 months. And this has been the word confident confident. And so I want to chat a little bit about confident this morning. And uh, I don't know where you are in your journey in life or with God. I don't know whether you would class yourself as a Christian uh, or whether you would class yourself as a, a struggling Christian falling away or a struggling Christian coming back or whether you would class yourself as somebody who isn't a Christian or whether you would class yourself as somebody who isn't a Christian but open to it. So that's quite, that's quite broad, isn't it, that? I think you can put yourself somewhere. Have I left any out? <laughs> well, wherever you are, I, I hope that you'll take something away from today as you've seen and experienced this wonderful, extravagant worshipping song that we sing to God, whether it's the incredible variance of stories, which I always love hearing of people from different walks of life and experiences of, of experienced something of God and want to want to do this stuff here, and uh, or whether it's through the words uh, that I say to you this morning. But let me encourage you: if there's any spark of anything that you catch this morning, or hear, or are intrigued by, let me encourage you to commit yourself to personal discovery as to whether it's all true. At the end of my talk, I'm going to give opportunity for you to make some kind of personal response. But whatever your response this morning, let me encourage you to, to find out what these guys have experienced, what we sing about and what we talk about. Confidence is a really, really interesting thing. I read this story of 20 executives who were on board an aeroplane and they're told that the flight they were about to take is the first ever to feature pilotless technology. They were given an opportunity, if they didn't have confidence, to vacate the premises. I would vacate the premises, would you not? Yeah, I would vacate those, to be honest with you. Nineteen of them uh, exited. One stayed on. Nineteen went, one stayed on. And the CEO that remained on board the jet seemed very calm indeed. Asked why he is so confident in the uncrewed flight, he replies, well, if it's the same software that runs my company's IT systems, this plane won't even take off. <laughs> it's good, isn't it? I don't know whether that's confidence or not, do you? Can you be confident in a negative way? I don't know, I don't know. 
But I love that story. I do. Because confidence is a funny thing, isn't it? Like you get people who are really confident or people like myself who are really shy. You know what I mean? You, I wasn't aware of humour there myself. But you do, don't you? You get this whole swathe and you get companies saying, if our product doesn't change your life in 33 days, you'll get your money back. I've never actually tried any of them to see whether you get your money back or not. But there's that confidence in there. You know, and many a motivational speaker, there's more motivational speakers around now than there ever has been. They're filling bigger venues than they ever have done. And they seem to be addressing some key human needs. One of the key ones is about being confident, isn't it? About boosting your confidence. Why? Because confidence, being confident, is I guess something we would all like and aspire to, but actually we recognise that maybe many of us don't have it. It's interesting when you think about the word confidence. Somebody said confidence is key. Sometimes you need to look like you're confident even when you're not. Brilliant, isn't it? Somebody else said, if you're presenting yourself with confidence, you can pull off pretty much anything. And I think there's a bit of truth in that, to be honest with you. Uh, Joe Montana, who's one of the all-time great American footballers, he said something a little bit different. He said, confidence is a very fragile thing. It's true, isn't it, that you you can be confident at work and then make an error and lose your confidence. Have you noticed that? And then uh, this one makes me smile. I don't quite know what I think about it. George Osborne, God rest his soul, all right? (laughs) He says, I think you can look at the British economy with confidence. (laughs) Would we say that? I'm I'm not entirely sure. But it's his recognition as confident. We want to be confident, don't we? We want to be confident in ourselves, confident in our jobs, confident in our work, confident in our life, confident in our personality, confident in what we wear, confident in this. Would you agree? Confidence is, is something that actually we would all like to feel and live in and experience. Well, folks, I want to tell you this morning that Mark Greenwood, aged 43, I know, I know what you're thinking. Let me tell you what to think just in case you're not sure. Never 43. Mark Greenwood, 43, stands here this morning confident. Very, very confident. But let me explain. Not confident in my own ability. I'm fairly confident in that. And let me express to you confident, not arrogant, but confident. I'm very, very confident this morning. And I want to tell you a a few reasons this morning why I'm confident. Folks, I want to tell you I am confident that God is all you have ever wanted. I'm absolutely confident. There's not one trace, not one smidgen of doubt in my mind that God is not all you've ever wanted. I'm completely and utterly confident. I read a story of a company who hired a new CEO and he was confident that this company was all they ever needed. He was the man, true story. And so he came in and he was confident and he knew that he could change a few things. So he brought some changes. He would rid the company of the slackers. He was confident 
that this company was all he wanted and that he was all they wanted. The room was full of, of workers. He climbed in, he walked into the room. There was a young fella stood by the side, seeming to do nothing. With that, he walked up to the young man and said, young man, how much do you earn? He wanted to rid the company of slackers. How much do you earn? A week. The young man said, about 150 pounds a week. And with that, the CEO, in a confident way, reached into his pocket, pulled out 150 pounds and gave it to the young man. He said, now get out and don't come back again. Surprised but grateful, the young man said, thank you, and then left. Feeling pretty good about the first firing, the CEO looked around the room and said, now then, does anybody want to tell me what that slacker did? With a sheepish grin, one of the other workers muttered, pizza delivery guy from Domino's. Confidence or stupidity? I'll let you be the judge of all that. He walked around like this company was, was he was all they ever, ever wanted. That's what he was there for. Folks, I want to tell you, I am confident this morning. But it's not a foolish confidence. It's not an unsubstantiated confidence. It's not a confidence that is somehow plucked out of the sky in some vain hope as a possible alternative way for living. But I am confident 100% that God is all you've ever wanted. And what's brilliant is you are all God's ever wanted. I'm so glad that God doesn't look at the slackers and get rid of them. He wants you. He absolutely wants you this morning. I read this uh, brilliant bunch of sentences from the Bible which really inspired me as I was preparing my chat to you this morning. I was preparing it earlier this week. And as I read through these sentences, I thought, I wonder what the Bible says about confidence. So I whacked in, in, the, in my old Google, because you don't need to do it any other way, do you? They say, I whacked it in and put the word confident and confidence. And I came across this brilliant sentence, which for me highlights why I am confident that God is all you've ever wanted. It says these words, for those of you who are familiar with the Bible and want to follow it, it's Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 7 and 8. You'll know your way around to chase that up. It says these words, blessed, which basically means happy. Blessed is the man, basically person, who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. He will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when the heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries ahead of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Folks, that's what I want. That's what I want. Let, let's just have a little search around that. It says, blessed, happy is the person who trusts in the Lord. In other words, happy is the person who does what these bunch of people are doing this morning. Not so much the waters, though that's part of it, but they've made a decision privately, one man said, which is a brilliant way of explaining it. Privately, he'd made a decision, a declaration. Now, publicly, he wants to make a decision and declaration. These five folks are saying to you, look, I've trusted in the Lord. What does it mean? It means that they've said, I don't want to trust in my own self. I don't want to just put confidence in my own abilities, in what I can do, in how I can make life. He said, actually, I want to put my confidence, be confident of what God 
can do in my life and through my life. And you've seen incredible changes. You've heard stories of incredible differences that have taken place because the person has said, I've realized God is all I've ever wanted. And they've got this confidence in him now. They're in a different place. It's like they've made that decision not to live life without God anymore, but now to live it with him. And there's a new confidence that has come, not in their own abilities, but actually in God. And this is the promise. Basically, it says they do not fear when the heat comes. How many of you know that life can sometimes throw some heat at you, can sometimes throw some hardship, some pressurized times, some painful times? And it says it does not fear when the heat comes. Its leaves are always green. That means it's always alive. doesn't fear or panic when, when the heat comes. We do that a bit, don't we? This last week, I saw some sunshine. <laughs> I was in Bradford. I was driving down the M1. I'd had a meeting. I saw some sunshine, ladies and gentlemen. I panicked. I thought, what happens if we don't see it again? So I bought a magnum to mark the moment. So what you do? I thought we might not see summer again. I'm going to have to buy a magnum. It wasn't even warm enough for a magnum, but the sun was out. I had to get a magnum. Yesterday, that's a different kettle of fish. I had a magnum and a b- b- cup of tea. Don't fear when the heat comes. Leaves are always green. There's life, whatever's happening around it. No worries ahead of drought. And it never fails to bear fruit. In other words, what these sentences are saying is, when we trust in the Lord, and in our, rather than our own ability and, and leaning, leading life our own way, when we trust in God's way of doing things, not only do we become happy, blessed, Well, when we trust in God and have our confidence in who he is and how he makes life make sense, then actually we don't fear. There's something about our life that's always fruitful. Wouldn't you like to feel that your life was always doing something? Wouldn't you like to feel that you were always producing something in your life? Always finding something growing, always developing. Wouldn't you like to find that, whoever you are this morning? Isn't that something that basically within the human life, if we see things dying off in our life, we tend to feel more and more down. But when we see things growing like a job or like this, new things happening. Spring, how many of you get excited when spring comes? You've gone through the hard winter and you just see the first little shoot of life and you go, oh, spring's here. Springs here because there's something within us that doesn't like the hard, barren, dark times, but we like the times where there's life and fruitfulness. And that's what this passage is saying spiritually, emotionally, physically, inwardly. When you trust in the Lord and when you put your confidence in Him, that's what happens. Folks, I want to encourage you this morning. If you've never, ever said yes to God, if you've never arrived at a point in your life where you've said, God, I don't want to live life my own way anymore. I want to live life your way. Let me encourage you, there's no better time than this morning, today. You've already heard of people who've been along to a baptism and it's made such an impact. Who've been along to a back to church Sunday and it's made such an impact that they wanted to get a bit of that. Folks, get a bit of this. What are you messing about at? Get some of it. It's fantastic. You know, listen, you deserve it. You do, you deserve to get gone, honestly. And now some Christians are going, no, we don't deserve it. Shut up. I'm not bothered about you lot. You're already in, aren't you? The rest of you, 
get it. You owe it to yourself. Listen to the transformation. that It's mental, isn't it? Honestly, I, I sit down there and I listen to these stories and I go, this is just mad, isn't it? Where else do you know on planet Earth where that sort of transformation can take place? I said this to an atheist once. I'm going slightly off script here, but I don't mind. I'm enjoying myself, Leon. I'm enjoying myself. I'm on a roll. (laughs) I was having this debate with an atheist recently, all right? It's about six months ago. And he was talking about how brilliant atheism was. I said, all right, what sort of transformation has atheism ever brought? Let me give you the answer in case you're not sure. Zilch. Nothing. At this church, we give you questions and answers, by the way, just in case you don't know. (laughs) Nothing, nothing. I've got a little talk that I'm working on called The Problem With, as I see it. And the problem is, for example, I'm going to give you a quick outline. I'll probably do it properly sometime. But I'll talk about the problem with science is it can try to tell you how you got it, but it can't tell you what you're supposed to do. Now you are here. Does that make sense? There's a whole lot of things that we might be able to tell you this, but actually we're here. This is it. What do we do now? This is what you do. You give your life to Christ. You trust not in your own confidence and your own ability. You throw yourself at his feet. And I want to tell you, God will start a work in you, which he will carry on until the day you die, and then you'll reach perfection, I promise you. Honestly, honestly, you really, really will. And there's a lot of false hopes. um, I'm from Bradford. Originally, I left. And um, my football team is Bradford City. And uh, very few people had heard of Bradford City until about five, six months ago. And uh, Bradford City are a brilliant football team. <laughs> Basically, what happened is we, we beat Wigan and we beat Arsenal. And I can't remember who the other team. <laughs> oh... Now, any, any pastor, when he sees a colleague struggling to remember his words, <laughs> would help him out. Leon, what was the other team, mate? You can't remember either. <laughs> it was a dark day. <laughs> so let me remind you, because the Lord's just reminded me, okay? It was Aston Villa. <laughs> Over two legs. But it was easy, because they played like a legless bunch of people anyway. You would not believe, you would not believe the confidence and the swagger I had. Honestly, I was, I was driving home and I was panicking because I'd finished, I'd finished, I was doing a meeting, I was driving home. And it was in those dying moments, particularly against the villa. And like for us, it meant a lot like major finances. It really, really was. And uh, we, we won. <laughs> My heart was proper thumping, honestly. I was like, in, I was in a bad way until the match finished. And... Um, when we got to Wembley, honestly, like I, 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 was, I was confident. I was proper confident. I thought, this is ours. Europe <laughs> is coming to Bradford. <laughs> I was just, I couldn't believe it. I was just imagining like AC Milan, all right, turning up, coming up the top of the M606. <laughs> turning right by Mackey Right, and seeing the gypsy horses tied on the roundabout. <laughs> Honestly, they are, they're there, they're there. 
My wife moved to Bradford from the south, right? And she was shocked one day. She was driving along the, um, the uh, Ruley Lane, which is a dual carriageway. And she looked in the mirror and there was a young lad on the horse behind her. <laughs> Overtaking her now. Overtaking her. Join a caravan. No, no, okay. It was just, it was unbelievable. It's, this is it's Bradford. He's like Bradford, like the European teams. And I'm imagining like turning up at Valley Parade, finishing the match, coming out, and the team coaches on bricks with the, with the wheels missing. <laughs> That's what I was imagining. Why am I telling you that story? I was so excited. By the time we got to Wembley, I was so confident that we would win. Like, Europe was coming to Bradford. This was it. I was there. Anyway, we lost 5-0. Confidence. (laughs) And confidence is, like, so fragile, isn't it? The problem is your confidence is going to be fragile if you put it in things that are not going to give you confidence, extra reason to be confident. Does that make sense? But that's why when you put your confidence in God, it's like because he never fails, because he never lets you down, because like it, it just seems to work, then it kind of builds your confidence. And not only that, when you, when you allow yourself to become a little bit vulnerable and you allow God to come in and change your life, and the way, then you see him changing. Actually, your confidence doesn't go to this level and then drop. It builds and builds and builds and builds. And I tell you that story because of a brilliant verse, a few sentences in the Bible, rather, that says this, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. It's not going like, to get that, 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 and then you're going to fall at the last hurdle. What God says, I'm going to, what I've begun in you, those of you going through the, what we call the waters of baptism, God's begun a great work in you, hasn't he? Listen, he's going to carry it on. Keep letting him carry it on. Keep being vulnerable. Keep being open. Just keep letting God build your confidence in him. That's what we need to do. And for those of you who've been Christians for years and years and years, keep changing. Keep learning, keep growing, because actually your confidence will increase. If we don't keep learning and keep growing and keep changing, our confidence will just stay at a certain level. I, I want to be more confident today than I was yesterday. I want to be more confident tomorrow than I am today. And that can only take place if we go on a journey whereby we keep plugging in to seeing that actually we are blessed if we trust in God and put our confidence in him. It might be that you're here today. You've never, ever said yes to God. Let me say to you, I promise you, on, on what I've experienced, on the truth in the Bible, on what these stories will remind you of, God is all you've ever wanted. All the things that we long for and want as human beings, you, you find in God. You find in God. And the longer you keep going, the more confident you become in who God is, and that he is amazing. If I had a chance to really unpack some more thoughts for you this morning, I'd say to you that not only am I confident that God is all you've ever wanted, but I'm confident that God is all you've ever needed. You don't need to look anywhere else. You really don't. Great sentence. Let me read these to you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us 
through the curtain. That is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with a full assurance that faith brings having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. What do all those words mean? All those words basically mean because God 2,000 years ago turned up in the person of Jesus Christ on planet earth. He was born, he lived, he had a confidence about him that he walked around healing people. Heard stories this week of God healing people, like major stuff, not like headaches. Though if you've got one, you're glad of it to be healed, aren't you? But some bloke who 10 years had spent in a wheelchair paralyzed and he got healed by God this past week. Incredible stories. You see, what Jesus came, he came to, to do away with, with the stuff that ruins our lives. When Jesus came down, he was taking the punishment for the wrong that you and I deserve for putting confidence in our own way or not putting confidence in God's way. But this is the remarkable love that God has for you and me. That instead of punishing us, he punished Jesus. Jesus walked on planet earth to demonstrate that we with confidence can connect with God. We with confidence can follow God. We with confidence can expect God to interact and move in our life. And then this last little sentence in there, and I love it. I'd only realized it this week. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. For he who promised is faithful. doesn't even say let us hold to the hope. Have you noticed that? It's what grabbed me. It doesn't just say let us hold. It says let us hold unswervingly it's like grab a hold and don't even look anywhere else and that's made incredibly easy when we have a genuine confidence in God and you see that he will complete that he is we are a work in progress wherever you are you're a work in progress I want to encourage you this morning whoever you are to hold unswervingly, hold unswervingly to the hope that you and I profess. Hold on to it, grab a hold of it, don't let go of it for anything. Hold unswervingly to it. If you're a Christian, hold unswervingly to it. But maybe you're here this morning. You've never said yes to God. I want to encourage you to grab a hold with some confidence this morning, knowing that you will be able to hold unswervingly my time's almost gone I'm just concluding trying my thoughts about confidence uh, to an end this morning I'm confident God is all you have ever wanted I'm confident that God is all you have ever needed I'm confident that you will find the same if you take the step, I'm confident. I'm confident. Christian, be confident. A lot of Christians are not confident these days. Lost a little bit of confidence. Jesus said, I write these things in the Bible. It said, I write these things that you might know. You have eternal life. You can know it this morning. Whoever you are, you can know it this morning. Eternal life means a quality and a quantity. Let's pray. In a few seconds, I'm going to hand back to uh, the guys to take on the rest 
of the service. But let me just pause. I said I'd give an opportunity and I want to do just that. So I wonder if we could just close our eyes for a few seconds. It's not going to be very, very long. But if you're here this morning, you've never said yes to God. Do it now with confidence. If you can't do it confidently, maybe you could trust my confidence in it because I, I know, I just know that when you take a step, you'll be able to get the confidence I've got. To say yes to God simply means that you're saying, yeah, God, I don't want to trust in my own ability. I don't want to have confidence in my own ability. It's not that they're bad, but I, I want to have confidence. I want to do life your way, God. However confident you are about life, however brilliant or rubbish it's going, could you just have a moment this morning, because God's calling you, he's saying, come on, put your life in my hands. Just say yes to him this morning. By saying yes, you're not only saying, yeah, I don't want to do it my way anymore. I want to do it your way. You're just saying, yeah, I thank you. I don't understand it all. But I thank you for the death of your son, for the life of your son. And I want to put my life in your I want you to start that work in me that, that, that needs to be carried on long term, God. But I want you to start it this morning. So let me encourage you right now in the stillness and quiet of your own heart to say yes to God. Do it now. Do it now. Like many people have already done it here this morning. Those who are coming through these waters and uh, many folk here, they've said yes. Just say yes now. You confidently you can do it, folks. I promise you. Absolutely confidently. Right where you are, say yes, God. Not out loud, just in the stillness and quietness of your own heart and mind. Just say yes, God. Yes, God. And start that journey. Start that connection with God. That'll take you and you'll build your confidence in this God the longer you're a Christian. And maybe you're here already a Christian this morning and your confidence has been bruised and been battered for whatever reason. Why don't you just say yes again to God this morning? And Father, I pray now in the name of Jesus, through and in the power of your Holy Spirit, that the confidence of every single person in this room to know that you are true, know that you are real, will build and build and build. Father, I pray that we'll arrest this moment in time, we'll look back to this moment in time where we said that was the day where my confidence changed in God. Whether it's for the first time, whether it's for the second time, or whether you did it many years ago and need to get it back because you've lost your confidence in God. We mark this moment now, God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Just before I sit down, I've written a book called The Journey. And it's some things to help you along this way to build up your confidence. I've got some stories of other people who've been on the journey, who've, who've found confidence in God. I'd love to give one of those to you at the end of this meeting. I'll be perched by the door, myself and a number of us from the church here. I'll have some of these in our hands and we'd love to give you one. And with your permission, scribble your name and address down so that we can help you some more. Particularly those of you who said yes for the first time, make sure you come and grab one. Thank you. God bless. I've gone on a few minutes too long. Sorry about that. God bless. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Mark.